Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've once again been tweaking down here, so computers are all different, so I'm going to probably fuck it up again, but we'll see how it goes. Before I hit the theme, let's just take a moment. Let's take a moment to thank our friends at Scratch Labs. Hey, it worked for today's uh, winner of the Vuelta, in case you're not paying attention. Uh, as well as the entire Education First team, get your butt over to scratchlabs.com ASAP as the demand for pineapple is high and bags are limited. I guess... Um, Pineapple is expensive and hard to come by, hence that the pineapple flavor is limited. They were huh. saying that it's a huge demand, but they can't afford a whole lot of pineapples. I guess uh, that's what you get when a hydration company uses real fruit. So there you go, scratchlabs.com. Also, thanks to Gooder. You guys, if you haven't followed Bike Gooder on Instagram yet, well, you better do your damn part. It's like voting, but our payoff, instead of a doofus for president, is Doug Ori in a mullet. <laughs> Oh, and while you're at it, grab some kick-ass shades. And I did not go polit- political there, you notice. No. I just said doofus. So pick your doofus, and you can go for it from there. So there we go. Let's do this. Got to make sure everything's recording. There's so many buttons to push. They're so shiny. Kind of like the first date or something. <laughs> let's Did I do that right? Let's buttons. What, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I do that right? I get that a lot. Hey, confess, you guys, you're exhausted. 2020 keeps throwing it all that it can at us. Pandemic. Rage. Somebody hasn't started the live stream on the audio yet. Pandemic. Rage. Political polarization. Cancel culture, global climate disasters. Oh, and uh, did I mention fucking murder hornets? (laughs) So uh, let's add something to that, shall we? I'm making sure we're all on air. An entire bicycle racing season shoved into such a tight schedule, it would look like me attempting to use Jackson's arm warmers as leg warmers. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, let's add to that stress Sunday. Uh, the racing has actually been good, so um, it's been it's been intense. I I think it's been intense. 
Well, we're here to, here to help. Welcome to the Pack Filler. I'm Mr. Pitter Patter, let's get at her. <laughs> Pat Bulger, story will follow shortly, I promise. In the studio with me, as he damn well should be, Mr. One Sport, that's all I need, Paul Maine. That's right, that's all any ma- man needs. Yeah. <laughs> or woman. Uh, yeah, and online via Zoom, Mr. Nightwing himself, Jackson Bulger. How are you, dude? Doing well, thank you very much. As I stated earlier, we are live on Podbean, and it took me a couple seconds to actually click the live on Podbean. There's so many new buttons that I have to push, and it, it said that at the beginning, and I'm gesturing like Donald Trump right now. I'm going like, so many buttons, so <laughs> many buttons to push. And uh, so we're live there. We're also live on Facebook, and the video that is live on Facebook will very likely be posted to our YouTubes. So many opportunities for you to be bothered by us. So download the Podbean app. Trust me, it allows you to listen, chat, and comment, and even call in. So uh, so there you go. All kinds of things happening over at Podbean. And um, like I said, it's nobody's making any money off of it. You're, you log in for free, and you get to listen to our assholes. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting hey, episode. Yeah. I had a picture of uh, what is that uh, Ventura? He's Ventura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where he's bent over and showing his asshole. Um, so, gentlemen, it must be time to start the show. Mr. Pat is going to ask the question: um, Who's riding? Anybody want to respond to that one? First of all, I do have to mention here that on Friday it snowed. What would you say, Paul? It snowed at, uh, at least four inches, I think, of snow. Yeah. And yeah. and that leads to, no, I didn't because my 70-plus-year-old sycamore tree gave up the ghost, oh, knocked shit. down the power lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. How? Uh, <clears throat> killed all the power around my <laughs> wife and I's house, <laughs> except us, and we were sharing a <laughs> bottle of wine. And, I'm not uh, laughing at you. I'm yeah. laughing at this. Like, <laughs> you're in this situation. And so, you know, we heard this big crash, and I saw flashing. Our lights kind of, like, flickered. And she goes, what was that? Our tree. Oh, my car. <laughs> I was concerned about my I car. I would, too. Yeah. Be the first thing I'd run out to. Yeah. If power's on in the house, and you didn't hear a crash on the house, car. Yeah. Yeah. But it was across the street, because this old tree went all the way across our street that oh, we live shit. on. And so- yeah, it killed the power in my next door neighbor. So, eleven o'clock at night, I'm stringing out because I feel guilty because he's. It's going to be twelve degrees and he, and his furnace is off because oh, no. there's no power. Yeah, yeah, and he and he's got a little seven year old kid that he's taking care of. So, I strung out a cord. And, you ran a cord too. Yeah, him, powered his house. Powered up. up his house. That's yeah. a good neighbor to have an electrician. Well, I feel a little a guilty. <laughs> no, that's seriously. My neighbor would probably look at me and go. Night. Bummer. See you in the morning. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, it depends on which neighbor. I'm trying to think. Well, the one neighbor on this, this neighbor would be He's good. Awesome. Yeah. The other neighbor, he'd just be like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's me if I wanted some free eggs because he's got chickens. That's that's basically the extent of it. He doesn't listen to this show. He's never been a bike rider, so I know I'm safe. I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it. Yeah, it it snowed like crazy here. It's going to be 50s this next Saturday. Welcome to Spokesophrenia. Uh it's just bizarre here. Jackson, how has your riding been? Um in the somewhat temperate uh Portland, temperate. I've been I rode twice last week. Um which I was pretty proud of. Um 
it's getting a little colder for sure. We had a uh, we had a night where we dipped into the 30s, but other than that, I've been trying to get out as much as I can with the time I've got. That was our high, yeah, 30s. Wow. Yeah, today I think it got up close to 40. Yeah, this is this is Fahrenheit for those of you over 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 far away who have that new math. It's almost five. It was about four degrees. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, me. Okay. Here comes the story. Uh, why I called myself Pitter Patter. Let's get at her. It's not. It didn't have to do with the fact that I'm a gigantic fan of the TV show Letterkenny. But this is actually. Um, I'm going to bear my soul a little bit here for you guys. I should put on the church music, but uh, maybe I won't. Um, I did a Zwift race on Saturday. I, I, I very much did. It was in one of the events from the Zwift Academy. I thought I'd you know not completely give up the ghost and go away. Um, and I signed up for it. It's only 14 miles. I'm like, shit, that'll be fun. It'll be fast. It'll be you know it's just as hard as you can go for 14 miles. And it was indeed that, but little did I know there was just over 4,000 feet of, of virtual climbing on this, on this, in these 14 miles. And, um, uh, I'm a big man and, uh, and it shouldn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to do anything because you're not hauling your carcass on Zwift. You're just pedaling on Zwift. Um, so I started well staying in the top third for, for most of the race. Things were going pretty well. And then the wheels came off and I'm not talking literally. Uh, they just, I, I started to drop back a little bit and I was, when I, when I got back and back and back far enough, I, when I can only basically push around two Watts per kilo, <laughs> I, I, I took my bows and I'm not going to lie. Whoa, that camera just died. I, I took, a, I, I took my bows and quit. And I got out of the, I got out of there. And, um, so there's that. Okay. Um, Where's Sunday, the pitter patter come from? I'm, I'm oh, almost there. Oh, okay. Thanks. Sunday <laughs> I rode again. Uh, this time I rode indoors. It's, it's an electronic thing. It's, it's being difficult. Whoa. It's hotter than the surface of the sun. I'm playing with my cameras here, people. I'm working on this goddamn live stream and nothing works. <laughs> Nothing works. It's for those of you looking at the it's live screen. It's a running screen, gag with the show. It's it is. the video part. For those of you looking at the live screen, there's not it's this is not a scene from uh what's the Witch Hunt? What's, what's, uh, no. Witch Hunt. what's the other one? Um Blair Witch? Blair Blair Witch. The, yeah, Blair Witch would be a good one. Yeah. I was thinking of Cloverfield. Nobody's seen Cloverfield. No. Shit, I dated myself. So Sunday I rode. I'm <laughs> gonna switch that camera off here in a minute. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sunday I road and um i just did kind of did a light spin it wasn't anything too drastic um and it, you know it felt good took it fairly easy and then that that Where night did you on swift swift okay times, i was gonna both say times on swift we got ice and snow you didn't ride yeah no i rode on swift both times mm-hmm. and um that's got my chin i'm fucking with the cameras here <laughs> 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 this isn't working um anyway i rode on swift and um, that night for dinner, okay, I'm back on focus. I made I made ramen. I made this new dish, uh, new version of, of ramen. Not fresh noodles because I can't find fresh noodles where I live. But, you know, I made the broth. I did all this kind of stuff. I did everything but actually simmering it all day, okay? But it wasn't like that. So needless to say, the, the recipe I got called for some versions of soy that I don't have, okay? And so I upgraded my soy to kind of standard soy. But I bought the expensive shit. I'm not fucking around. I'm, I'm a good person. Expensive standard. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. And um, the chicken and all this kind of stuff and it was really really good um but little did i know how much sodium i was placing <laughs> into this dish and um 
oh yeah, I, I had several glasses of wine on top of that. Okay, so you guys, um, I I have had. I don't, I don't want to make this too seriously where it gets depressing. I've had some heart issues when I get super dehydrated um, sometimes where my heart flutters. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. When I made this actual console, I remember that I got some of the chemicals in my lungs and I raced that night and I my heart was all over the place. It was just fluttering all over the place. So needless to say, um, I woke up feeling a bit, a bit odd. I, I checked my whoop strap. Whoop. My heart rate was elevated. It was up. Um, on the drive to work after showering and everything, this is on Monday, I checked the whoop again. My heart rate was consistently between 135 and 140 beats per minute driving to work. Wow. And uh, when I got to work, I walked into my office, and I was consistently in the 150s. Uh, for those of you doing math, 220 minus my age, yeah, that's pretty high up there. I was dizzy. Almost anaerobic. Yeah, I was dizzy. I was lightheaded. Um, should I have gone to the ER? Yeah, probably. Uh, it was one of those situations where I, I should have. Did I stay at work? Fuck no. I left work. Um, I came home. I laid on the couch just, you know, these kinds of things. And I got my heart rate down. And every time I stood up, in fact, the best one was when I stood up to get out of the car. Yeah, I drove myself home. Um, because when I was in the car, for some reason, I wouldn't get dizzy. I was fine if I just sat still and drove. But when I got in, out of my car into the driveway, I almost passed out in my own driveway. Wow. Just stumbled. And then the second time, I almost passed out walking upstairs to lie down into my own bed. I actually went head first into my own bed because I just went, whoa, 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 and I fell into bed. Needless to say, I'm feeling a lot better now. So I don't want anybody to think like, oh, Jesus, this is the last podcast. Pat's going to be dead. <laughs> but um, I slept from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then again from 8.30 last night to 6 o'clock this morning. Um, so that's why Mr. Pitter Patter did So what is your whoop? Because that's strange. Now that you had all that sleep, what's it saying? Oh, the, my whoop both yesterday and today said that I was I was in the 80s. I was fully recovered. I was ready to rock. And Pat, how do you, you feel? Go and work do you out. agree with it? Um, today, I, I, as the day has progressed, I've gotten more and more energy. I felt better as the day progressed. Um, yesterday, shit, no. But the funny thing is, is yesterday, because my heart was up so so long, I, I apparently burned like 3,500 calories according to my, <laughs> my watch band. <laughs> and I got like, an, on the scale of workout, I got like an 18 out of 21 because I, I slept all day with a really high heart rate. So there you go, folks. If you, you know, just... Snort a bunch of meth. Get your heart rate going up. Does meth get your heart rate up? Just amphetamines, you know. And then um, just go to bed. Yeah. And you'll be fit before you know Good it. luck staying still. Yeah, yeah. So it, my mind has been racing, obviously. And, you know, yes, I, a while ago I interviewed Leonard Zinn, uh, who talked about the haywire heart and things like that. Um, you know, When did you do that? This was uh, about over a year ago. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. yeah. Uh, talking about his book, The Haywire Heart, which yeah. which sometimes can happen to athlete athletes like this uh -huh. you know I, I i'm loosely referring to myself as an athlete so there you go but um i i i think it's time to probably look a little bit further into it where it's more of just an annoyance i think the doc's gonna probably say well your diet was shit you don't drink enough water and you should probably cut back on your alcohol oh then i'd say you know, i'm getting a second effort <laughs> i mean second effort yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. but um you know do I have to go out and get an e-bike now or something like that? Am I going to have to do that now? 
No. If you get one of those Pinarello ones, nobody will know. <laughs> Leonard's is, in. Is this my excuse for why you guys are always dropping me, you think? Maybe. <laughs> it's my heart. It's, it's my heart. heart tissue. Yeah. Maybe oh, you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's about probably about the best one yet. So there we go. Um, okay, so that I guess that was my long introduction about my personal story about why Peter Patter. I'm fucked up and I'm Peter Patter. Oh, it was weird. So let's get to the news, shall we? Hey, everybody. In case you didn't know, it's still the most bizarre cycling season of all time. Let's start with the one and only Giro d'Italia. Um, and Jackson, you and I probably need to eat our words a little bit. I'm going to wait for the theme to end. That was a long end of the theme. Uh, Jackson, you and I, I think, both said early on that we thought it was going to be boring. Did we not? I, I think it was boring early Whoa. on. I think it was bore. I think it was boring in the first, for what I stayed with, week and a half. Um, but I think obviously it, um, as we as we now know, it it ramped up in, in quality and excitement. Just a bit. Yeah, I would. I would definitely say. Um, but isn't that kind of true with all Grand Tours? Because you don't know. You've got somebody in the leader jersey. That you know, even even with Alaphilippe, the only thing that made it last year exciting is everybody expect him to not hold it as long, and then that drama builds up. This is true. Yeah, this is it, true. Grand Tours are that way. It, it's not like like road. I mean, Paris Roubaix or a single day race where it's like a quickie. That, you know, there's yeah. no foreplay on this. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so that's why Grand Tours are more like a dating. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you gotta yeah. hope something comes. You're, you're all We're excited. A good Catholic the first girl who says prologue. we gotta wait three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. So it's like you know, <laughs> the first you're all excited because it's your first date, right? You know, it's just like the prologue or stage one, and you got all these expectations. <laughs> and and sometimes you're like, wow, this could work. You know, look at look at you know, the, just like the stages, you know, happen. Yeah. And then about like two three days into, it's like, all right, when are we gonna start getting things going here? You know. And then I see what you're all saying. Of a sudden, yeah, I think it is. Um, talk to me about our predictions and our payouts. Uh, did anybody have Teo Gagenhart? Nope. No, nobody did. Um, I'm talking to you people online too. Did any of you guys? And if you're saying yes, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> did anybody have uh, Jai Hindley? Did anybody know who he was before this event started? Jackson, you usually have those names put down a little bit better. I didn't. I heard on the. I heard on another racing show today that he was really there to help with uh, Wilco Kelderman. Yeah, same with Tail. Yeah, they were both were helpers, and that's why they were out of the scope. Um, how did anybody predict Wilco Kelderman to do what he did? Mm. I mean, some people really? I, like he was way in the back. I mean, I didn't personally. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a couple of people like, okay, this guy showed some promise. He's been yeah. in the top 10 in the grand tour, but he was leaving. He's, he's leaving Sunweb this year. So, you know, Kelderman is, yeah. Where's he going? I think he's going, hang on. Where is he going? Please say something like, uh, Mitchelton Scott uh, no. so he can ride a, he can ride a, uh, I, I think it, it might be Yumbo, <laughs> maybe. Visma. I can't okay. remember now. 
Well, that's what microphone amnesia right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's be honest. I can't. Re- I don't have the notes here in front of me of who picked whom, but uh, the closest we got, I think, was Jakob Fuglesang, who was down seven o two. And Nibali. Nibali was eight fifteen down. Um, uh, so, is this a freak thing, or is the new generation here to stay? I yeah, <laughs> there it is. I think um, it's changing in the guard. You know, uh, I'm not saying that these older, well, quote unquote, older writers are um, are phasing away, um, but I think it's time for a new set of racers to start winning these things. As we are seeing this year, we haven't had a rec- we haven't had like a, a recent tour winner out of any of the the two Grand Tours we've had so far. And if Carapace stays the way he does. It'll kind of stay in that, except he did win the Giro, but he, he hasn't did. won the yeah. Volta. Mm-hmm. You just jinxed it. I, I shouldn't say his name. Um, I, I'm blown away by the amount of new faces that have emerged this season. Um, and now I know they're not necessarily new. You know, when we're looking at the tour, um, those guys were, you know, they've been around, but mm-hmm. they weren't necessarily somebody where we went, oh, that guy's going to take it all. He's going to crush it. He's going to dominate it. Um, do you? Th- I also I also wonder sometimes if it's a matter of the fact that you know I'm not I'm not going to say that we're all inexperienced pickers because you know God damn it <laughs> I have a knowledgeable staff on this podcast, oh. um, <laughs> but without a preseason, without any races leading up to this moment, we you're just kind of throwing pasta at the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah, when it comes to like. You know, for me, like the new writers, I think it's pretty exciting. It's time to have changes of the guard. And uh, Nibali even said, yeah, I can't stay with these young guys. I think uh, road cycling has changed, is changing a, a lot for several reasons, that there isn't that, you know, apprenticeship type thing. Yeah. Um, and I think what leads to that is people now have numbers to know what these guys are capable of. They have radios. So these – the younger guys aren't learning the trade, you know, from their elders because it's somebody's barking it in their ear. Yeah, um, which it, that helps the whole learning part of it. Um, but also, I think we just hit that good batch. I mean, there's Shit. tons. Oh my god, under twenty, twenty five and younger, their talent galore, and and on every team. And, and, just, and it's cool. If they it's just so stay cool. away from the cocaine, we got really good races for a long way ahead of us. They're not going to, you know, just yeah, stay yeah. out of the clubs. <laughs> Don't go Jan Ulrich and Tom Bonin on us. Yeah. Um, should Ineos just quit pre-planning races and just race on raw emotion from here on out? Because it's just like, oh, we're just going to go for stages. And they they killed it in the Tour de France in terms of stages. And then they're just like, oh, fuck it. We're just going to go for stages. And According to the Ineos plan, they didn't actually think they were going to win the Giro until about two days before Teo cook, took pink, which is the end of the race. I heard this is technically their most successful Grand Tour ever. They won four stages. Jesus. Seven. So yeah, seven. Thank you. Yeah. They won seven stages, and then they also took the GC. So this, like, for a year without, like, a techni- like technically a, a leader – like they absolutely just destroyed this tour and I'm happy to see it because it's not the same faces. It's not, it's not the usual. And I think Filippo Ghana is insane in what he can do. Yeah. And Rowan Dennis now too, which I oh was surprised God. to see. 
Yeah, I was very much surprised to see that from Rowan Dennis. First of all, no temper tantrums. He, he liked his bike, <laughs> and he liked his clothing that he had on, so we were good there. Um, and then second of all, the guy just totally destroyed himself multiple times. He would catch back up and then just go straight to the front and do it again. That was that was impressive riding, I thought. Very yeah, impressive. I, I think they reinvented themselves. I, I think uh, they got in a position. They're so used to doing their formatted or formula. Formula. Formula? Formula. Formula. Um, formula. Formula. Yeah. Um, they they had had to break the mold and and that just stumbled into something we all know all the talent if you look at all those individual riders they're all all could be leaders on teams um so to me it's like i wonder what burnell's thinking it's like holy crap yeah where's my my position yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's not a given right now absolutely um i do want to before we switch from uh the zero to uh other stories um I do want to. I want to voice a small opinion piece, and uh, keep in mind that this is a tongue-in-cheek based podcast. But this time, I think I might mean it. I logged on on um, to to watch the race on Sunday, the day of the time trial. Okay, super excited. Had my coffee. Had my pastry. I was ready to enjoy a bike race. Log on to Flow Bikes. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Flow Bikes. Um, <laughs> Flow Bikes is a prescription based it's a prescription <laughs> sub subscription based service that uh, that I, I can't remember what it is fifty some bucks a year, sixty some bucks a year. I can't Paul, remember. I don't know. They just take it out. They do yearly, and uh, and it's because they cover the races that NBC doesn't cover, and um, so I I go on there and they have all kinds of races. It's great great coverage but they have one major fuck up when it comes to their 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 entire software operating system is when you log on it 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 has all the races but immediately in the background at the top of the panel is what they might i guess consider the leading race that you should log on and watch but they don't show they don't they don't show you the first 30 seconds of that broadcast they show you where it is live at that moment I click on my TV. This is the biggest first world problem in the world, but it ruined my fucking Sunday. Okay, I click on the TV, and what do they show but Teo Gagenhart hoisting the trophy above his head, the confetti going everywhere, and the guy says, and Teo Gagenhart wins the Giro d'Italia. I just stared at the screen, and after about 30 seconds, I think I screamed fuck so loud that somebody... My my neighbor who who raises the chicken probably thought somebody had killed one of his chickens. Or you dropped one of his eggs. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was that loud. I was so pissed off at Flow Bikes for doing that that I put out a couple tweets there because that's what people do when they're upset. Yeah. You know, you just tweet about it. And I'm going to say it here. Flow Bikes, fix your shit because I'm... I'm I'm paying for this service to watch this absolutely unbelievable final stage of a bike race. It's coming down to a time trial. I'm all excited. This is why I paid you for this service, Flow Bikes. It shouldn't be, and your your return can't be, well, you should wake up and watch it live like Paul does. (laughs) No! My point is I should be able to watch whatever I want to watch it, but not find out the result just before it happens. Pissed me off. Damn it! See, I'm reliving it now. So mad. Oh, you cracked a voice, too. Did I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah! Okay, there. I got that off my chest. And that was that's why people have podcasts. So you can rant mm-hmm. at companies who probably might not be listening to you, unless one of our listeners- or probably don't even care. Do with flow bikes. Yeah. I'm switching. You said GCN. 
Well, yeah. It, but they don't do it yet. No, well, not in the U.S. because those rights are already taken. So By fucking flow bikes. I went on flow bikes. I always look at like races in the future. You know what? What they have you on their calendar? Time travel? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I look, look in there, and their schedule just like stops. It used to be booked out like oh. next year. So when you text me about your your ranted text, yeah. I don't know if you cop, you know, cut and paste and send it to me. No, I was uh, I ran from, it from to tw- you first, and then right. I think I rephrased it right. for. for so yeah, I just said I wonder if GCN is going to take over for that, you know, because flow flow sports they have other sports on it too. Yeah. So bikes are like a it's not the only thing that they do. So um, because at one time they had like cyclocross all the way through yeah. winter, it's not there anymore. Yeah. There. Schedule. So, just throwing it out there. Could be a possibility. Great announcers, on, you know, because they'll they take. Yeah. Uh, GCN uses uh, Eurosport. Oh, you they do. Daniel Lloyd. Yeah. Daniel Lloyd, Matt Stevens as announcing Ooh. and stuff. So, that would be worth it. Yep. And I think it's close to the same price, is it not? I think so. Jackson, this didn't happen to you, right? Because you just slept in and watched it after it was all over and restarted. Yeah, exactly. I woke, I also woke up and I was like, I had a weird feeling about it, so I I already in my mind was mentally preparing for Teo Gegenhard to win. I was I was flipping out. I was like, this is going to be an, another come down to the last moment Grand Tour. This is going to be absolutely brilliant. I was looking at my wife and just going, this is the best thing in the world. This is the best cycling season ever. I just don't know what to do. And then the next day, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, whoever said time trialing is boring? Yeah, and the two, you know, here we have two time trials at the very end that determined a Grand Tour win. You ready for the corresponding story that goes with the Giro? Did you guys hear about the uh, the director of the Giro calls for sanctions on Jumbo Visma and EF Pro Cycling after their COVID nineteen dispute? Mm-mm. I have from our friends here at uh, uh, Cycle Sport, no Cycling News. Um, I don't have, I don't think because my printer didn't work very well, but actually I'll give you, I'll give you kind of the Reader's Digest version of it here. For those of you who don't know what Reader's Digest are, you, you welcome to your 30s. Um, <laughs> basically what he does is he's upset about the fact that uh, Jumbo Visma pulled out their entire team after Stefan Kreiswick uh, became ill. Um, not just he's saying one case was not enough to pull your whole team mm-hmm. um, and the EF pro cycling team put together a letter saying that the race should end early because of the fact that that COVID cases are spiking within the bubble the bubble is not working um, and uh, he he's he's pouting basically among the facts that he's saying that they should be sanctioned they should they should probably not be invited to the zero next year he was okay with uh, Mitchell and Scott leaving because they had seven cases within their team um, but, uh, I guess my question here, and this is the first one's a joke is, uh, how do you translate, uh, this statement into Italian, um, really shitty timing, dude, <laughs> you yeah. just had an incredibly successful race. What the fuck are you doing complaining about a letter you got right now? Um, wow. Um, uh, and, and, and not to mention next year's zero is, is rumored to be all in Italy. So it sounds like he's basically I'm gonna he's pulling an Eric Cartman he, from this from from South Park. He's gonna t- t- screw you guys. I'm going home. I'm gonna take my toys and I'm gonna <laughs> go home. Um, 
let's get real. Uh, you know, so I, I guess you know, my uh, to stem off of this is, what do you guys think? First of all, what do you guys think? Well, I'll get to the Vuelta here in a minute, but um, uh, COVID won't be gone in 2021. We can all probably admit that. Yeah. Um, and uh, how many races is this going to affect? Do we think going into even 2021 season? Does anybody have any speculation? I know we can't look into the future, but uh, I'd speculate that. Because the rumor is that um, Tour Down Under will not happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you'll see the which spring is, classics. I uh, think they will be on. Which is funny because Australia has incredibly low cases. And I think it's just because they don't there, want people there coming. Is, in, in Victoria area, um, they had like a huge spike, I heard. And that was away from the cycling part of it. But I heard like on regular NPR news or something that they're, okay. they're, they were like at shutdown mode. It's just like a huge spike. So, I I think personally that no matter what in 2021, um, it's COVID's going to affect it one every single race one way or another. You know, um, I don't like we aren't going to next year be back to 2019 um, at all. I don't think so. So I think for the next for the next at least year, maybe two. I I, I don't want to be too down, but. I think we're going to see reduced crowd sizes, mask, like mask mandates, stuff like that. So I think no matter what, we're going to be seeing these things, but hopefully it just lessens in the years to come. Yeah, it's going to be a slow burnout if it's anything, I think. And um, man, it's just, uh, you know what? I the, When I was writing these notes today, the one thought I had was this is the time for track. Yeah, um, think about this. Track is a completely enclosed environment. It's almost like uh, the pro-American sports, basketball, football, these types of things. You just limit the amount of fans. You've automatically got a built-in contained bubble of a sport. Somebody should be thinking about some way to reinvent track cycling right now, I think. Uh, to, 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 and, you know, I, I'm not saying there's any... Well, there are some things wrong with track cycling. I think it's the time of year. I think... Uh, you, the races are short and quick and, and it's over like that. Although God knows in this country, we've got enough people who love short attention span style of sports. Bring back the six days. And, and how, how, how successful could that be? Bring back the cycling beer mile. Do that on a track. I want to see somebody do a lap every mile and have to chug a beer every time and watch, watch pro cyclists get really hammered and fall down. <laughs> you don't think that'd be interesting. I, I, do you guys ever watch track at all? Yeah, I watch track. Flow bikes? No? Yeah. No, it, 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 only only in the winter. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to. But it, it, track racing, I think, is fascinating, and I think it's a good way to learn skill. But it, it is. It's um, it's different. It's a, you know. It's it's not your thing? I I don't know. I, I wish I would have. I wish we had a track. If I had money. Yeah. I would dump it in, in this if, town. Yeah, if I won like the lottery, yeah. I would put a track in here. We got Marymore, which is about three hundred and fifty miles yeah. away. But well, is it three hundred fifty? Two hundred and fifty. Uh, it's about three hundred and eighty oh, miles. Oh, okay. Two hundred and eighty miles. Two hundred eighty miles. Yeah. Okay, so split the difference. Yeah. Um, I used to race on the track a lot as a, as a junior. I, I loved it. It was fun <laughs> going over there. Friday nights where everybody'd hang out and eat pip, eat. Picnics and do all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah there's a picture there's right there, there on my head. Yeah, yeah. I'd move the camera, but it'd probably break again. <laughs> um, 
So there, you know, I don't know. I think it's a great time for track. Uh, okay, gentlemen, the Vuelta. Who's keeping up uh, on the Vuelta? Paul, I only imagine that you're magically keeping up on the Vuelta. Yeah, you know, there's actually between the three, that's probably the one that I'm watching the least between the Tour and, and the Giro. Um, okay. But, you know, I watched today. It, it was a little bit later. I'm at work, and oh. and I, I drive a lot in work, so it's probably not too conducive that I have it on my little phone. As I'm driving, so <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes I have to pull over, yeah, and especially like today, yeah, because the attack once they got inside like ten kilometers, I had to watch it. You so. just pull, so you've got it sitting on your listening to it, things like it's that. It's on my console, yeah. Okay. It's right, yeah. And then I'm watching it, and I can hear it starts over. getting it off ten kilometers, and I pulled over and watched the tail. Yeah, and made God, a couple a of calls, idea. and yeah, but I hope nobody from from my Office employees, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. yeah, but I doubt they do listen. Nah, yeah, they probably don't. Not yeah. a lot of people do. Uh, that's a joke. Uh, Jackson, did, have you been keeping up? I've been catching bits and pieces of it. Um, things are things are heating up here in terms of school, so um, I'm oh. I'm doing what I can. But um, I always have this like weird like likening of the of the Vuelta, um, and. I, I don't know why. I think it's like the first, it's the first grand tour that I watched in my own apartment. So oh, I really? think that's why, <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I have like a weird like thing with it. Um, but I am really rooting for Roglic because I, <laughs> I think he had a tough, uh, tough time with the tour. So I really hope he's able to do something there. I think that'd be pretty cool. Get a back-to-back winner. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy too. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think we all picked him first, right? Yeah. To, to take the whole thing. Yep. And then he had know. a little bout with a with a jacket. Yeah. And that's what yeah. But look at oh, but, uh, but look where they are now. Look how it sits. We got the top three set, uh, separated by twenty seconds. Carapaz, Hugh Carthy, Dan Martin, all within twenty seconds. Then you got Roglic, Roglic, who's just thirty seconds out. So this is no way over. Not even mm-hmm. close. Um, Enric Moss, 107, I think. And Valverde, Fountain of Youth. Bet his heart doesn't flutter. He's at 203. I picked him. Yeah. We all had the same, and that was my oddball. So I'm things aren't over. No. Uh, what? Let me think here. I'd, I'd truly love to. St- okay, there. Do we classify Dan Martin as one of the older generation? Yep. He's 34. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't believe 34 is old now. Jesus. Um, I'd truly love to see him do something. I can't. Oh, shit. I should. Um, I'd surely love to see him do something <laughs> because I, I, I've always liked the guy, man. I've always thought he was kind yeah. of charismatic and, you know, he's, he's got a, heart. He's an attacker. Mm-hmm. And in his in his post race interview, when he was saying that this was the first race he's won since his kids were born and he yeah. started to cry, that was, that was so oh, sweet. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. And he, he's been mentioning how excited he is to ride with Chris Froome next year. So that'll Speaking be of, yeah. did you see his new Oakland glasses? I did. What do you, what do you <laughs> think? Yeah. Did you see him, Jackson? Jackson? Were, they, were they the ones that Sam Bennett wore? No. No, these are a br- prototype. Yeah, they, uh, they, they're just like a lens that goes over, and there's a little bump where his nose sticks out. So yeah. the lens goes across. To, yeah, oh, they're kind of... Look it up. It's kind of bizarre. It is. A I will bizarre. say his Pinarello is looking pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that going to go up for design. auction. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jackson. 
saving up all that extra college tuition money <laughs> in the market for Just a new bike bail on your second semester might i won't, even I won't tell mom yeah might yeah. even fit yeah <laughs> be about the same yeah. oh yeah exactly it's how much is that going to go for holy shit yeah. uh the plan is to end on november 8th uh no COVID tests uh, came back positive as of yesterday, the rest day. Um, we got predictions. It's going to make everybody thinking with fingers crossed it's going to make it to the 8th. Mm-hmm. I think it will. I don't think that anything is going to stop it at this point. Yeah, you're right. I think it's now it's just hell or high water. So uh, with, ten, with 10 stages left, it looks pretty much a 50-50 split in terms of mountains and flat. Um, it's pretty well spaced out. Um, so... Out of what we little, what well, little I know, um, here I'm the, supposed to be the guy who knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> um, Carapaz, Carthy, Dan Martin, Primus Roglic, Enric Moss, Valverde. Uh, does anybody have, I know we all made our predictions. Has anybody got any changes to those as, as we get closer? Paul's just shaking his head yeah. no. He's sticking with it. I think Roglic has the team behind him, and I think Richard Carapaz is going to fight tooth and nail to the end i don't think he's gonna be giving that up and i predict that valverde will gain time this is his tour he's got a weird thing with this one probably because it's home soil but i think he will gain some sort of time in the next couple of mm-hmm. stages sepkus has been very aggressive too i've been yeah noticing. but lost tons of time yeah mm-hmm. i i think yumbo visma is not gonna be happy if they roll out of the season without a grand tour mm-hmm. with what everything they've been busting their balls for um so oh well they had a chance at the Giro. they did mm-hmm. yeah. and then they pulled out yeah who well who would have done it they coitus interruptist yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right then yeah uh, pretty much yeah yeah okay so that's so up. you can see why the italian was they upset they yeah. pull out hey <laughs> why you pull out <laughs> what do you pull out what the hell? <laughs> come on finish the job huh <laughs> Don't just never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Oh, hey guys, autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. And by pumpkins, we mean your boys downstairs. Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, A, and Australia. That wasn't too bad, was it? No, it wasn't too bad, right? Um, in case you guys didn't know, uh, they've they've got everything. Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade, which I highly recommend. You don't want to. It's like you're cutting shrubbery or something. I replaced my blade. I use a herring. <laughs> we need a herring. Uh, advanced skin safe technology with help helps reduce grooming accidents. And I I haven't. I, I maybe that's why I'm replacing my blade. I'm like fuck. I don't want to cut anything down there. Yeah. Well, so that's what I did. Um, they have these other things. They have a whole list of things, you guys. Crop mop ball wipes. You never know what an opportunity strikes. <laughs> so you should always be prepared. Plus, you don't want to stink when you sit around that Thanksgiving dinner, right? Very true. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know your manhood is in good hands. Gay, everybody, get... 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code PFP. That is free shipping and 20% off with the code PFP. Make your balls a priority this fall. <laughs> that cracks me up. Like You're sitting around a Thanksgiving dinner and you're like, I think I smell balls. Yeah. <laughs> Turkey smells great. Wait. Wait, what is it? 
Is that yeah. too much onion in that uh, <laughs> stuffing? <laughs> I don't know. I told you to cut what back kind on of the onions, spice Mom. Is that? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Smells like that somebody's was, sticky that, ball. Oh, that was uh, that was prepped or uh, prepared, wasn't it? Yeah. By them, that was awesome. That is. They, that is. They crack me up. Those. They people. have the They have the greatest copy to read in the industry. Yeah. I, I I personally mm-hmm. think. And, and but guys. This is, I mean it this time. This is their last month of sponsorship. So if you've uh, ever been thinking of pulling the trigger, log on, use the code, get some ball junk. Yeah. It's time to trim those pumpkins. It Pumpkin is. spice there time. You gotta, oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. All right. My my topic today, I, 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 need, I, might, I need you guys' help with this one. Uh-huh. Um, here we are, this unprecedented time. Global climate, well as pandemic have provided the human race with some decisions and and some major life changes, I think. Sure, masks, social distancing, and being downright alone have been some of the choices, but a hell of a lot of people have purchased bicycles, you guys. In fact, there is currently a shortage of bikes to meet the demand. They can't keep up. Um, I was on the Whoop website again, and they are out of trainers. They don't have any. Wahoo, you mean? Wahoo. wahoo. Whoop whoop is heart. Wahoo's bike. Um (laughs) E-bikes, gravel, road, mountain, commuter, we're seeing it all. I guess there's just a major amount of bikes out there. So the question for you guys today is, and I'll obviously take us through this little journey, is is, uh, how do we not screw this up? Uh, How do we keep people riding? How do we get people riding? How do we introduce people to competitive cycling? Notice I didn't say racing. It doesn't have to necessarily be racing. How do we help others learn the guidelines? Notice I said guidelines. I didn't say rules. Okay. Kind of like the the Ten Commandments. They're not commandments. They're just guidelines. Right? (laughs) Let's start with some discussion questions. The teacher in me is coming out. This is how I try to bring out discussion within others. I love it. Yeah. Jackson, you were shaking your head in the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh, God, he doesn't approve. Um, (laughs) What are some ways to encourage cycling and help us all get along? That's my first question open-ended question for example i'll give you one fucking waving to somebody else on on a bike as they wave as they ride by just little things does anybody have any ideas to encourage us all getting along a little bit more many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I, I get where my mind immediately goes. It's just kind of like, Taking a breath and taking it easy and being uh, open to accepting the fact that everybody's going to kind of move at their own pace when it comes to this stuff. I mean, cycling shoes and being 
connected to your bike a huge step for Christ's sake. So I think that like being willing to recognize that people aren't might might not be at the level that we are immediately when they step on the bike is I think a a big start to it all. Okay. I, I yeah. So we you kind of phased out for a second there, but it was you're basically oh. talking about just lightening the hell up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I think the temperament of of the this country is is really a lot of collectivism type of attitude, or yeah. like my group's better than your group, or whatever. I think those barriers that hopefully everybody's starting to get pretty exhausted of that, whether it's. You know, if you're on a mountain bike, to me, is the coolest thing. Of course, I always tease about that. Gravel, you know, cross, all yeah. those. You can be passionate about it, but you got to appreciate the other sports. Um, hopefully, people who are going out on their cruisers, like my wife and, and my niece and stuff that are just getting back into just riding for fun, can appreciate whatever two wheels are out there. Um, you know, I just hope. I, I don't think there's a key to it. I think that I think this the attitude of, you know, I'm better because I'm wearing Lycra and oh yeah, I run. Uh, I have a carbon fiber bike. You know, you, we got to shake that. Do you think that's a majority perspective? Do you think? And I'm 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 leaning. I'm not just leaning towards roadies because roadies are constantly the ones getting getting the 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 badge of being selfish pricks or being uh, uptight. I've been with some mountain bike racers who are who are judging me for the fact that I don't have a suspension, or or that I am wearing lycra or things like that. Um, I, I I think we all need to take a step back and understand that we're all on bikes for Christ's sake. It's not, you know, it's not swords versus rocks. It's or or you know one thing is truly better than the other. We're all on the same device in essence. And and it and I think I think uh, that's a, that's a big thing. We all need to pull our heads out of perspective. Uh, the, 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 only, the only thing is I don't know what it is about bicycles. And when I'm on a cruiser, and even my wife and I used to go up to there's a place here in Spokane where it's a gas station, organic fruit yeah. store, wine yeah. and beer yeah. place, and it's called Rocket Market. And on Tuesdays and Saturdays, they have live music at night. You can buy a bottle of beer or, or beers yeah. and whatever and sit and listen to these local artists playing live. And it, it's pretty cool out, you know, outside. My wife, who is not a cyclist at all, on the way home, turns it into a race. <laughs> uh, you know, it, she just all of a sudden, that's just kind of the nature of bicycles, no matter what it is. I mean, we, you, you all start. We all start like even on training rides. We're going to stay together. We have a, a, but there's always a moment somewhere in there. Somebody's, you know, swinging their dick. Somebody, so somebody's speaking a little bit closer to the heart than other people. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to just do a 30 minute interval here, and, and then I'll be surprised when I look back and you're yeah. not there. If you're not there, you're yeah. a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about inviting other people on on rides? Is are, are, is that difficult to do? I mean, just and I'm not. T- yes, we're in the time of COVID, mm-hmm. um, but even even if the even if the pandemic were not here, is that difficult to just find new people and invite them to ride? Paul's nodding his head. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it is because. Yeah, I, in fact, driving here, this is the thing. I started thinking about this show while I'm going here. It going 
you know, yeah. driving here. And, um, you know, the, the whole, my whole perspective is all about amateur racing. I love it. That's why I ride. I'm kind of in the doldrums because there isn't any, yeah. there isn't anything scheduled for next year. Yeah. But every year that I started thinking with the WSBA, that's the Washington State Bicycle Association, that does our race calendar, comes out, my heart races. I mean, I, I look forward to when that thing, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. But even if it doesn't, if I just see races on there, it gets me going. But that's not how everybody functions. Okay. So, you know, the thing is, is when getting back to my point, I guess, kind of meandered, but when I ask somebody to ride, it's a selective day because there's days where I have to be, you know, they're not going to enjoy riding with me. You know, they're just going to think I'm a dickhead. Okay. But I have an you objective. You want to go out there and, and, yeah, and yeah. work and something. That's yeah. why it, the team, the last team I was on, they had uh, Monday, what they call soft pedal day. Okay. And typically that's the day you take off and, and just socialize. But it still was, ended up being sections of hills or whatever. Yeah, you can't avoid that, but that's what you have to do. If you set up like a friendly where people can get together, yeah, and do that. So. Jackson, do you have any? Uh, I, I, you, you're. I don't know. It, I, I, your personality doesn't seem like you're the kind of guy who's going to go out there and ask a lot of people to go riding with him. Um. Yeah, I guess that's kind of true. I think I am. I well, I I, I recently moved. Obviously, you yeah. know. Uh, to Portland in my freshman year, I um, was trying to look for someone to ride with um, and still waiting on an email <laughs> four years later. Um, yeah. And so, and and it's very, it, especially in Portland, it's a very, very intimidating place because everybody rides a bike. And it's just, it's, everybody's good at it too. So it's kind of difficult and I don't know where to start. And so over my four years, I've just kind of gotten to a point where I've been like, well, I'll ride with myself and I'll ride with my girlfriend. But yeah. when I get back to Spokane, that's when I'll ride. So I, I don't know. I think that is a very intimidating thing, especially because you don't want to be the guy that shows up to a or a person that shows up to a ride and then immediately gets dropped because you don't know what everybody else is going to think. And of course, that brings us on to a bigger problem. Yeah. Why are we why are we worried about getting dropped and what's the big deal about that? Are we going to get judged? But yeah, it's it's just a big old thing that. Every I'm pretty sure every cyclist thinks about that when when attempting to go on a new ride with someone. Well, that's obviously yeah, the intimidation factor mm-hmm. is always there. And it's it's so interesting that there are I know there are bigger groups out there as a whole, um, that that encourage introductory rides and, and things like that, but it's so odd that there are riders who don't necessarily go out there and and maybe we are a selfish bunch when it comes down to it by nature that we just i want to go out there and i want to ride and i want to get my workout in you know you're not in a gym and somebody comes up and says hey can i bench the same as you at the same time (laughs) i mean you know it's a it's not the best analogy i've ever done but you know it it is it it's kind of along the same comparison i guess well there's a there's a group in in New York, and it's the major Taylor, you know, yeah, team. Yeah. So they have group rides, and they're straight up saying this is fast, and and it is intimidating, and they they're aware of that, but they're trying to get minority groups to join, and they're just saying, you know, there's there's a couple. I think if I remember correctly, a, a select few will hang back with those stragglers, 
But you have to have a mentality, I think, if you're going to join a group ride, there's a good chance you're going to get dropped, and it's embarrassing. Swallow your pride. If this is something you like, you just keep sticking with it, and you'll you'll eventually, next thing you know, you're with that bottom group, and the next thing you know, you're in the middle group, yeah. and you try hard enough. And, and I think there's a lot of people that's just, they don't want to be embarrassed and, you know, look like a fool, but we were all there. Yeah. I, I, I was there. I mean, I was. I also think there's a large problem of people who aren't willing to, who or let's say you are on a shop ride on a group ride. Uh, we Jackson, you and I, before the, before COVID were doing shop rides with our buddies over at the Mojo and, um, just talking to people. I think that's a huge, huge part mm-hmm. about it and, and getting people more comfortable. You know, you don't have to give them advice. No, no nobody's, unless no. they ask for it, mm-hmm. don't give advice. Just, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, cool. Where'd you get your bike? Oh, very nice. You know, stuff like that. Not like mail you, order. Yeah, mail order. <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Or, or, or uh, you know, God, your saddle's too low or something yeah. like that. You know, fuck, don't, don't bother with that kind of stuff. How about. Well, you could also recommend uh, really good cycling podcasts. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> how about events themselves? Um, the The formula of of road cycling is is a tried and true formula, but it is not a tried and true and popular formula. Um, do they all have? Do all rides and, and competitive events in the near future have to be fondos, or they, is there such thing as a mini fondo, a, a fondini? <laughs> Or a fun do it, uh, Fan, you know, or something. A fun bambino, fambino, yeah. Um, I I think I think fondos are a great way to get people involved in the mm-hmm. sport. I don't think they have to be gigantic five hundred dollar entry fees with with you know cheese and and you know full buffets along the route, uh, which a lot of them has started to turn into. I just think they're becoming what, elitist. What grand fondo that you went to that cheese? I, I got to sign up. I love cheese. Probably everyone in Italy. <laughs> but, but you know. Formaggio. They, yeah, formaggio. Yeah, they turn into this gigantic mm-hmm. to-do, and it's almost like the, we need to just dumb it down, I think. Um, are there any – have you guys ever thought of any type of – and I don't want to necessarily say alternative racing because that turns it into something different. That immediately leans toward gravel when when somebody says alternative racing, it seems like it. But um, have, are there any other methods and ways in which to get other people to participate that doesn't seem so standoffish? I, I register in a crit. I get dropped. My race is over. Phil Miller waves me off the road. I go home, <laughs> and I say this is a stupid sport because I only made it two laps into a crit. Two laps? Well, I'm saying for a brand-new rider. Right. You know, how, what, how, what can we do to create an event for – and I don't say we have to do it. I'm just saying what can be done to create events. We've got all these people on bikes. We could, we, we could have another cycling boom here. Nobody has any ideas, do you? Yeah. I'm going to let the pause I, just stand. Go ahead, Jackson. <laughs> I think – I think a beginning, a, way, a place to begin. I don't have any full ideas because I think that's somebody for a different mindset to answer. Um, but I think where we need to start is just accept the fact that not all races are like the exact same, or um, or are yeah, or are the exact same. I think a lot of people have the mindset that. Fondos and crits are going to be very similar, um, and I think like making yeah. that 
What was that? Sorry. No, I just said yikes. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of being able to make that description or make that distinction, sorry, is, is maybe a place to start and knowing that, yeah, I don't, I, man, I don't know where I'm going with this now. It's, yeah. it's a difficult question to answer. Well, you know, you, you, I was sitting here thinking while you were talking, Jackson, that, you know, you do want to make it fun for, for people just getting into it. And, you know, Usually if there's a party, that's why, like gravel, mountain bike in the early days, there's barbecues yeah. afterwards, that type of thing. And that, that does make people stick around. Um, but and it, it, and it, it promotes the most important part of the sport, the social element. Yeah, yeah and cycling is very sociable. But it, it goes away. And why does it? I, I don't know why. I think what happens, you get people that are quite serious and then people who want to be serious and then – the fun factor starts going away because, you know, the the serious people don't want to eat <laughs> cheese and hamburgers at the end of the race. They yeah. go and do something else. Um, you know, I, I, and I think history behind road cycling is it's so deep that there's uh, it 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 doesn't lend itself to really be flexible at this point really? in time. I, I I yeah, it's just so. Uh, you know, you look at, um, but it has longevity because of the history. Yeah, I guess um, you know, like these dirty runs that they have. It, to me, it's too gimmicky. If you get yeah. to a point where a gimmick, where the color runs, yeah, Jesus color Christ. runs, those things, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they'll probably last for about five more years, and you know, no one's going to do them. Yeah, but if you have a history, like you know, look at the Tour de, uh, or, or even Perry Roubaix. 1896, that was the first one. It was before the tour was even launched. Yeah. And it was set up by two guys, talking about a party, two guys in Roubaix who helped finance the the velodrome. They're in the textile business. Talked to some people because back then, races started or ended in Paris. And they said, hey, let's just do this race from Paris to Roubaix. And then we've got this velodrome and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, they, the paper who supported the Bordeaux to Paris race, they they pitched it to him. They said, "Well, we'll send up our editor and send him a map." So they sent yeah. him a map, and he wrote it. And of course, can you imagine in 1895 before the race, he's riding a bike of that time, going, yeah. "Fuck no, this is stupid." It's cobblestone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what did yeah. they do? They said, "Let's sit down. Let's have some wine." They started drinking, and <laughs> the next <laughs> thing, it's up. a good idea. Here we have two, yeah. technically three people sitting around a bar drinking. That's why I want to come up with the idea right now. Wow, I want to solve no the world's fucking problems. Um, you know what? And you mentioned things like Perry Roubaix. I'm never going to race Perry Roubaix. You're never going to race Perry Roubaix. None of us are ever going to race it. But. There are something to be said. Here's some ideas that I think need to come into cycling. Number one, I think we need to bring back club races. They need to be very important. Mm-hmm. A weeknight race, and in many cases, a time trial. A time trial series is the best way, in my opinion, to break into the sport. You have somebody standing there with a clock. They say, go. You go as hard as you can. You get you get back. You, you realize you, you finished your first bike race. My first bike race was a time trial. Um, I think it's critical. I think um, some uh, other types of events where we have these 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 physical challenges. Yes, gravel t- comes to mind there because it is you can have multiple distances and people can just challenge themselves to finish those events and those those types of things. But I also think uh, you need to have something that occasionally shows some flash. 
I know for a fact that I fell in love with this sport because I watched the Pro 1-2 men in the downtown Criterium in Spokane, Washington. I didn't race it. I, I never saw Perry Roubaix, never, unless it's been on TV. But I know that if I were there and if I were a little kid, I would be floored by it. I would be excited to learn about it. Um, and I think those flash moments are, are something that we need to bring back in the sport. And uh, and I th- I think those downtown crits are such a great opportunity for that mm-hmm. light under the lights somebody sitting in a cafe or a pub bar or something like that or you're having dinner with your family and you look out and all these guys are going by you know thirty forty miles an hour you're going wow what the hell is this that sparks the interest that's where it gets going mm-hmm. I think I think you know your Perry Bay is a great example mm-hmm. you know I I I I I've got an interview coming up this week with Chris Sidwell's um, who's a excellent perspective on the sport by the way that's on thursday um nice and, dropping it thursday yeah yeah dropping a bomb um uh, and I, he talks about the fact that watching some of those early races was something that inspired him you know not to mention tom simpson was his uncle but uh but you know those are big things to get it going i think some of those crits need to come back we need to find a way to bring those back um and I think there are other kind of fun little quirky ways you can do some stuff. I've always thought when I looked up that, I think it's in Kentucky. I'm going to have to ask Ashton Lambie where he first started racing was on a grass track, a grass velodrome. Uh, Kansas or Colorado. Kansas. Kansas, I think it, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I apologize for not knowing that. And somebody's probably going to at me for that, but, uh, but hopefully they won't too badly. Um, Going out there and, and just, I think th- that could be so cool to go out there and learn how to race and do some of those shortened track races. That's a great thing. Track racing, I think, is another great end of the sport. Cyclocross is a brilliant end of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and mountain people, biking. Mountain biking is a great end. Yeah, so... Um, we, I, uh, think you, I think you're right. I, I like crits because you, you create that atmosphere. Uh, the last big downtown crit that we had several years ago, yeah. uh, my sister called me up. Two years in the rows, just saying, is it coming back? That was so much fun. I forgot how much fun it was to watch bike racing. Yeah. And, you know, I think just people think in the United States, bike racing is a Tour de France and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't, if you don't understand bike racing, that's the worst thing to watch is the Tour oh, de France. It's, it's a nightmare, yeah. Yeah. Funny, it, Chris mentions that in the, in the I'm, <laughs> I'm dropping a name twice. He mentions that twi- in his interview. It's true. And, and I think that, that cycling, if they want to capitalize, if gravel people saw Perry Roubaix, Flanders, even some of the semi classics like, like you know, um, Hit Newsblad, yeah, know, Omloop Hit, Hit Newsblad. I mean, pissing down rain, mud, Bianca. Well, even look at uh, Depania. Yeah, the blowing. Well, the wind was blowing to where uh, Vanderpool went into the ditch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, the conditions are, and that's what kind of drives people. That 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 you know raw. Yeah. image of of battling the elements and going out and struggling and, and conquering, you know, so. Yeah. Okay, with that in mind, yes. I'm going to bring back an earlier idea. This one keeps, this one haunts my dreams. Okay? I don't have the money for something like this, but this this haunts my dreams. Remember, I, you guys probably remember, and if the listener doesn't remember, I'll, I'll refresh you. On an idea, I came up with the cycling club. Okay, not not a not a little group of riders yeah, yeah. who ride together, yeah, things yeah. like that. Have you ever been to a cycling based coffee shop or pub? Um, I've been to. I remember we had one here for a while. 
Cobblestone Bakery, uh-huh. uh, which was which was a cool place, and they had winning magazines all over the place. It wasn't they were mine. Were they? Yeah, they, they gave were. them to Matt Duvall, who it, was a crit national, national champion, champion at the time. And Robin, his wife at the time, was was uh, the longest running Orida women's race oh in that really? race in okay. Orida stage race. Yeah. So we've got you know cycling based um, coffee shops. I've been to a cycling based based pub. There's one in in North Idaho nearby. Um, and they're inviting and exclusive. You don't have to be bike racing oriented to to walk in there and understand it. Um, and where do where do we all tend to meet for our bike rides? Coffee, coffee shop in the morning. Where do we tend to? Some of us end our rides. Most of the time, it's at home. You know, struggling beer. At home. Yeah, but but a beer, <laughs> absolutely. So okay, imagine this. I want you to follow me on this little journey. <laughs> One facility. In your town, with coffee and pastries, with beer, wine, and a small little deli. Okay, I'm not talking big. I'm talking a little small kind of coffee shop. Here we're getting a little bit more. An indoor workout space with like 10 to 15 Wahoo trainers. Okay, nothing big, but the monitor's there, and they're all wired in. Offering classes such as yoga for cyclists. We could have a, you know, I'm not saying we, just they could have a, a yoga instructor come in once or twice a week, teach a class for that. Core fitness, group rides, bike uh, fit, and Zwift style racing. Even even on a Friday night, people get drunk and they go and they race their bikes on it. No, you can't do that. It's a liability. But, uh, and because you have that workout gym, you have a space for clinics, from shops, from industry people. You have movie nights. You have live races with streams or parties, stuff like that. You could, you know, go down there instead of sitting in your bathroom. You could go down there and watch the bike race happen in a real shop with other bike race fans. Do they have TVs in the bathroom just in case they had to go to the bathroom? I, I would definitely <laughs> okay. think they All could. Right. Okay, and then oh, so I'm just adding on here. Okay, I'm adding on here. Okay, this is these that just I had this brain diarrhea earlier today okay an event calendar that consists of weekly rides for different skill levels everybody jackson you don't but my my uh my stepmother used to offer this this group uh ride group rides for the juniors she used to take them and they'd get ice cream yeah roger thompson drink um started his cycling career with my with my stepmom Jack would try and sneak out for the seniors. Jack would try to, to sneak out for them. Yeah, exactly. Cream. He'd get in trouble for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so all different types of rides, different levels. Somebody leads the ride. Somebody's there talking to other cyclists saying, hey, how are you? You know, can I offer some advice? This is a beginner ride. You know, just bend your elbows a little bit. It makes you feel better. Oh, cool. Okay. You know, stuff like that. Make it kind of enjoyful there. You can offer races where club members receive free race entry fee or incredibly reduced races. And trips or tours, let's say you want to do a wine country trip. You know, hey, this third weekend in July, we're doing Walla Walla or an overnight gravel epic or uh, the, go to the classics with Paul Maine because he knows where to go and get the great beer, <laughs> something like that. He knows how to get you drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, discounts and deals on clothing, shops, fit, gear, everything like that. This is not a bike shop. You notice I never said bikes for sale. I would never dream of something like this competing it, with it a bike couldn't shop. Couldn't happen. You you yeah. wouldn't make money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to lose money? Open a bike shop. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, would you, Paul? Would you, Jackson? Would you, the listener, if you're online with us right now, would you go to someplace like this? Absolutely. How often? Uh Hopefully, I own the damn place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every night. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah I would like to, but uh, as you were making that spiel, you know, I, I was, I reflected back about 
be nervous to show up at group rides and stuff yeah. and how when you're the new person. That's how I feel when I go to yoga class or whether it, it even outside of cycling, you know, cross country skiing, you're the new person, you're that's the barrier that has to be broken. But you're with a bunch of other but, bike racers who are about as, as flexible as you are and somebody's gonna fart in class and it's gonna be funny. <laughs> well th- that's yes. me. So you're in. Yeah. yeah. Or you're the farter. You're the farter. And I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Jackson, would you go to someplace like that? You're young. You're one of the young kids. You should be out in your techno <laughs> clubs going. <laughs> would you go to a place like this? Definitely. Oh, God, yeah. I think it all goes back to that idea that we were talking about earlier of community. I think that's what's so important with this kind of thing. Um, bringing people together is something that is very difficult, and I think a place like that could really help with that. Um, but I would – I'd be there all the time. I'd start every one of my rides there. It'd yeah. be it'd be difficult not to, especially with a place that kind of supports your addiction slash yeah. love. Coffee and beer. Oh, cycling. Yeah, uh, yeah, cycling. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking of this. Okay, everything costs something. Nothing's completely free. Okay. Um, let's say imagine a food and beverages at a reduced price, like a mug club when you go to a pub. Okay. The classes are free. The entry to clinics and other house events free. Your club affiliation, if you want to ride for USA Cycling affiliated club, could be free. Free entry to the events, except for the tours and things like that, which are larger and require travel expenses and things like that. But you know, and then of course swag discounts, local shop discounts, and stuff like that. Here's my question: On top of now, you don't have to join, but how much would you pay a month? For something like that. For example, I belong to a local fitness club. I pay for uh, entry into classes and the access to their facilities. And their facilities are pretty small. It's you know it's it's uh, it's not a gigantic weight room. Okay, I pay seventy five bucks a month for that. How much would you, as a cyclist, pay for access to something like this and these classes and these types of things for free and a discount on on other things? That's my question. I would do I would do 150. Well, I, I'm shooting off a number like 150 a, a month. I would do yeah uh, because if if access to to watching races, of course, I don't know if you're going to be open. Well, I, I'd be the idiot working at the place, opening up at three o'clock to watch Perry Roubaix. You're damn right, yeah. So you don't have to pay for the subscription because you're going to <laughs> see. That's how I throw everything in. So I don't have flow bikes, and I don't have yeah. you know. NBC Gold. I just go there, yeah. and then I'm. I got coffee. I don't have to make my own coffee. And look, I'm yeah. gonna have some uh, oats there. Yeah. yeah, sit there, and yeah, I don't have to do anything. My beer, I get a good beer instead of seven yeah. bucks because I'm a member. It's five bucks or something yeah. like that. So every beer you're you're saving two bucks. You mm-hmm. pay 150 a month. Yeah, 150. Okay. Yeah, that that's you know year round. You think yeah. about it. There's people that spend more. I spend more than that. Oh yeah. With TV and. Like, yeah. you know, during the winter when I'm doing other things. Yeah. Right on. Jackson, how much would you pay? You're on a college budget. Yeah. Um, I think with all of those things included, I think, I mean, personally, I don't know if I could afford $150 a month. Yeah. Uh, but I would probably, I mean, I think the the 75 to to $100 range, I think that's pretty fair, especially with everything that you had just described being free and also being a part of the club is i don't know i think that's pretty cool and there's like this sense of togetherness that a person can get and the sense of community that i think is priceless um so yeah i i think that yeah i think that's pretty fair that's my pitch to the cyclists out there 
That's my free idea to the cyclists out there. Unless you live in Spokane, because I, I think it'd be, this should be my ours you know, to open up. <laughs> I just need a lot of money. So somebody who's listening, if you've got if you've got finances uh, and are ready to rock, I got I got three employees right here. Um, <laughs> so that's just it keeps popping into my head. I'm going. This would be such a cycling is a social endeavor, and and the, not just riding the bike is that's obviously the most social. But I uh, talking to here I am again, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to Chris on, on Thursday talking about the social elements of being a bike fan mm-hmm. and, and somebody who lives that life, I think, is so crucial uh, to growing in the sport. And I think it'd be, it'd be really cool. It'd be really, it'd be really cool, man. Well, those are the type of things. I think what you're talking about is yeah. what if you want cycling to grow in this country, those are the type of ideas that need to would really, really advance people getting involved with cycling, without a doubt. You know, um, you're in amongst, and you get this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great idea. And they could come and listen to this show every Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And we'd even give them a microphone. But you know, of course, they're just hanging on for the the interviews when it's really actually quality instead of this boob and, and your son. I think I think so. I think this is the this is the fun part. Speaking of the fun part, you guys want to end on a high note on the fun sure, part? Sure, okay, sure. we're running late, but um, we're always running late. So I've got a new game. Uh, this week is obviously Halloween, so um, we're gonna oh, no. we're gonna play guess my Halloween costume. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna describe what I would be wearing, and you have to guess what or who I have decided to trick or treat as. Obviously, it is all cycling based. Okay, okay. so okay. I will allow you to chime in first with your name. So whoever says their name first, Jackson's on delay, so he might be screwed. Uh, uh, but, um, I give him one thousand. You give count. him a thousand, yeah. okay? Until he starts really kicking my ass, yeah. then I'm going to stop. Yeah. Him. So, the, <laughs> and you guys have to keep your own score because I don't have right, any pens right. near me. But um, oh, so, uh, so yeah, exactly. I, you can do it on your fingers. I got ten. Um, okay. So uh, the second, I eleven. Sc- <laughs> he pulled a Rudy, Rudy Giuliani and leaned back and grabbed his pen. Um, so my first. Halloween costume. I have glued custom Nike cycling shoes to my knees, okay? Kneeling, I sprint up to your doorstep and, with tears in my eyes, mumble something inaudible about my career. Jackson. Yeah? Mark Cavendish. (laughs) What's the Nike thing? He wears custom Nike cycling shoes. Oh, I did not know that. Right out of the gate, Jackson, with the first point. I'm Mark Cavendish. All right, that's it. No, one second. All right. All right. Number two, I cut off my sleeves. I shave my head. I grow a beard. I pull up to your house on a motorcycle, run up to the door, drop some F-bombs, and stick a microphone in your face. Jackson. Jackson. Bradley Wiggins. Oh, my God. Jackson's on fire. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Costume number three. I put on a Spider-Man costume. I hunch over and fall down hard in your driveway. Jackson. Yes. Chris Room. <laughs> I'm shitty at this game. I can see it once he says it. I'm like, you oh, yeah. Hunched over, falling down yeah, in yeah, your yeah, driveway. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, okay. Stick with me. I put on white glasses and trip over a bottle. Falling. Okay. That's Garrett oh, Thomas. That's Garrett yeah. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say bidon. 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 Okay. Next question. Next costume. I put on an I put on an arrow helmet, cover myself in blood, and launch over your fence into your front yard. Paul. Paul. Uh, 
Chloe Digart. Chloe Digart. Oh. Is that two to three? Two yep. to two. Two to two. Is it two soon? Two, two, two. Yeah, two oh, Jackson's two. got three. Oh, he's got Jackson's three. just put up three fingers. Yeah, all right. So yeah. is it too soon to make a Chloe Digart joke? No. She's healing. She's yeah, healing yeah. yeah. I, I, I bet she's laughing right now. She is. Yeah, I bet she is. Mm-hmm. But she's not listening. She, oh, I guess she might. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the big That's names right. listen. Okay, number six. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I'm always second to your door. Paul. Jackson. Oh, Paul was first on that one. I'd <sighs> say uh, Raymond Pulidor. Raymond Pulidor. No, Jackson. Peter Sagan. I had to go with Peter Sagan. Ah. Although you guys should both get that one because he's always the yeah, eternal second. That so the name. that's a tie point. Mm-hmm. Okay. While running to your door, I notice that I'm leading and look back to say something to my mom. Hitting Jackson. another. Okay. Was it me? Yeah. It's Julian Alaphilippe. It is. Man. I hit another kid. I tumbled to the ground in pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number eight. I. And my good friend have prepared all year for Halloween. We sprint up to your door. We smash through it. We take all the candy. Get used to it. Jackson. Yes. Walt Vanert and Matthew Vanderpool. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson. Would you give him all the... Ah. I didn't send him to him. I swear <laughs> to God. No, he, he's got it. We only have two left. Okay. Oh, no. I put on a helmet. I tip it back far enough to allow... Paul. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got to finish this one. I tip it back far enough to allow viewing space on my forehead to show a movie on. And I walk up to your door and with an, oh, well, look on my face, take some candy corn because that's all I deserve. (laughs) (laughs) I was having fun writing these ones. Okay. What's our score? Paul? I only have four. Jackson? Yes, six. I have six. Okay. I'll I'll put this one up for 10. I mean, for for two points. So the worst you can do is tie. Okay, Okay. Jackson, Paul, you're both ready. I don't have my sound effects board up. I put on a pink jersey and simply take a shit on your lawn. Paul, Dumoulin. Tom Dumoulin! Oh, yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) We ended in a tie, ladies and gentlemen. That that was fun. But when it comes to, you know, the bodily function, I've got that handled. Yeah, (laughs) see somebody in a pink jersey (laughs) taking a shit on your lawn. It's like... Guy's pulling a Dumoulin on for Halloween. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Way to go, kid. Way to go, kid. You got a creative dad. Either that or severe irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. Um, so next week, by the way, in case you guys didn't know, next week um, we are scheduled. I, I'm going to check with you guys right now to podcast on, on election night. Yeah. It would be a lot more interesting to, to listen to us than I think so. the results. I think so. <laughs> so should we plan on going live yeah, on yeah, election yeah. night, Jackson? Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right, because I've my end of the my end of the game end of the show game is going to be guess the politicians that have had a cycling background, oh. something like that. So we can mm. see if they're cyclists or if they're not cyclists or if they're just posers. Hint: Look up the Tour de Trump. Tour look to up Trump. the Tour de Trump. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So there we go. Another podcast under our belt. Thanks for listening. Don't forget the live streams. We have been on, uh, what do they call it? Podbean. That's our new podcasting host, so I should probably mention their name. Um, Tell your friends. Download from iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon. Double check your usual methods, folks, because our our usual uh, podcast host might have provided some ways in which you obtain the stream. For example, 
Libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N, Liberated Syndication was the company we were with prior to this. I'm not bashing them. We just we just switched over to somebody who would allow us this live format. So if you download from them for your show, make sure you double check and you, and you find it through either iTunes or our, our new link through our friends at Podbean. Double check that method if we have changed that host. Other than that, uh, Jackson Bolger in Portland, Oregon, thanks for being on, man. Thank you very much. Paul Main, across the table from me in Spokane, Washington. Thanks for being on. Thank you. See and you this weekend on a ride. I see. Oh, it's going to be 50. It's going to be 50. We're going to go. Yep. All right. <sighs> Let me hit all my stop buttons. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.